Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 49, Crash Course in Happiness, Part 1. It's August 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. Crash Course in Happiness Part 1. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I love happiness and everything about happiness. So, but here's the thing. We're not really that great at happiness in the world and in society. So I want to give you the idea that a crash course is something that teaches you a lot of facts in a short period of time or one that is a rapid and intense course of study. So unlike other podcasts, this podcast brings together pieces from my other podcasts, and it's going to be more than one part. I don't script my podcast, so I never know how long they're going to be. And I try to keep my podcast to under an hour, the shorter the better. So this is really um, a crash course in happiness, the foundation, the basics, part one. I can't cover all of the basics in one podcast and do it justice. So it'll be at least two parts and, and it's possible it could be three, but I'm hoping for two. So whatever you do, please do not listen to this podcast on happiness and beat yourself up for not being happy. I mean, please don't do that. Please don't go there. I mean, you can go there, but I I don't recommend it. So what I am asking, though, is that you listen to this podcast with like a childlike wonder. You know how little kids are innately curious and they have this wonder about the world? I mean, they, they have that until something bad happens and they start uh, you know, in a downward spiral and withdrawing and all that stuff. But but until a child has, you know, hardship in childhood, which happens all the time, happens mostly to most children, they have this innate curiosity and wonder. So I'm asking you to listen to this podcast from that vantage point. And from the vantage point, do you really want to be happy? Well, I hope you want to be happy, but not everybody does actually want to be happy. So do you want to be happy? And the next thing I'm asking you to wonder about is, hmm, what's possible for me that I didn't realize or that I, I never thought about? And so bring some curiosity and wonder to the podcast. We don't teach people in society how to be happy. And there are absolute skills, habits, practices, attitudes, and beliefs involved in happiness. So everyone can be happy who's willing, who's committed, who's willing to do what it takes. So let's dive in. 
What am I going to cover in this podcast today? Well, I think it's important to cover the reasons why people are unhappy and give you a little overview to happiness, the extraordinary benefits of happiness. I'm going to talk about flipping the switch on your emotions, integrity as a component of of happiness, emotional intelligence, the superpower of all superpowers, self-awareness, core values and beliefs, and give you some suggestions for getting on the road to happiness before I give you some takeaways and call to action. If you're new to my content or my podcast, you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com to read pretty much my entire book for free, although it's not an electronic version. And hopefully, 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 you will enter my giveaway because I'm giving away copies of my book in my giveaway called, (laughs) look, look, I want a book. I know, it just makes me happy. So it's my second giveaway, and it's slated to go on through December 2022, and I'll probably either extend it or have a new giveaway, because I tend to like giveaways. And as a happiness expert, guess what? I do the things that make me happy. They also make the winners happy, so it's a win-win. The next part of this podcast is my disclaimer, which is important. I am not a healthcare professional, a medical professional, or a therapist in any capacity. As a person or a consumer or whatever you are, you should get your medical advice or therapy advice from a licensed medical professional, of which I'm not. If you are suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 that's 1-800-273-8255 I'm asking you if you're thinking or you're feeling like life is hopeless or you're thinking about harming yourself or you're engaging in self-harm or you know you're suicidal I'm asking you to tell someone and talk about it because there actually is meaningful and real help available so that's that next I want to talk about why people are unhappy so Unhappiness prior to the pandemic was extremely common, and now it's even more common. So we've seen depression, anxiety, unhappiness, loneliness, isolation, all the negative things, including anger, resentment, etc., skyrocket as a result of the pandemic. So here's some of the top reasons why people are unhappy in general. Lack of purpose or meaning in life comparing yourself to others or comparing your life to others, boredom, lack of social connections or friends, lack of self-care, lack of sleep, even though sleep falls under self-care, it's important, low self-esteem, feelings of remorse, shame, anger, guilt, or resentment, negative thinking or being a pessimist, being unhealthy either physically meaning having a health problem, or mentally, or both, blaming other people for your state in life or your problems, not setting attainable goals, not being present, meaning living in the past, unresolved trauma, current or past, difficult life circumstances, lack of assertiveness, lack of gratitude, poor time management, You don't know how to manage, process, and deal with your emotions effectively. Being overly self-critical, self-sabotage, and addictions. Being a people pleaser at your own expense. Feeling stuck. 
having disempowering attitudes, beliefs, or thinking, engaging in catastrophizing or overthinking, feeling alone in life, living in fear of rejection or failure, being a perfectionist, having a victim mentality, living in resignation, meaning you just can't do it and it isn't even worth trying, financial problems, relationship issues or crises, dealing with a significant life challenge, being unemployed or underemployed. You get the idea. There's a lot of things that cause people to be unhappy. Like, a lot. I just covered like 34 things. And that's not all-inclusive. That's just like common. So I want to give you some little ideas about happiness. So happiness is not something that we are trained in, that we understand. I mean, I understand. I understand it. I not only understand it, I live it because happiness is important to me. Why would I want to be unhappy? Oh, I don't want to be unhappy. So what I'm giving you in this Crash Course in Happiness podcast is the foundation. This and part two, and if I need to do part three, I will, but I'm hoping it'll be just part one and part two. Happiness is, takes actions, and happiness takes intentionality. So let that sink in. Happiness actually takes actions and intentionality. It also takes some skills, uh, some practices or habits, and some empowering attitudes or beliefs. So when you build the skills for happiness and the, the habits and the empowering attitudes and beliefs, then you're going to have skills to be happy even when life is bitterly hard. Um, I mean bitterly hard. And I know all about that. So the big question as we as we move into this happiness foundation is are you willing to allow yourself to be happy? Are you willing to allow yourself to be happy? Because the reality is there are some people who will not allow themselves to be happy. So are you willing to allow yourself to be happy? And then the second question is, are you willing to take the actions necessary to be happy? I mean, you have to be allowing and you have to be willing. Allowing yourself to be happy and willing to take the actions. If you're not willing to allow yourself to be happy, you can turn this podcast off right now because it's not going to make any difference to you. Or if you're willing to be happy, but you're unwilling to change or take the actions, you can also turn this podcast off right now because it's not going to make any difference. You have to be, you know, willing to allow yourself to be happy and willing to take the actions and then take them. So I want to talk next about the benefits to happiness because we don't have a lot of people who are happy and if people really let in and understood at a cellular level the benefits of happiness you would put this right on your list this would go on the top of your list in my opinion so as i cover these benefits i'm going to i'm asking you listen to this list of benefits of happiness from the standpoint do you want these benefits would these benefits make a difference to you and how would your life be if you had these amazing benefits? All right, so happiness feels great. Happiness is good for your heart, meaning we know from the research it protects your heart. It helps build your immune system. Oh, I have, 
I have a whole podcast coming up on the impact of, of happiness, your behaviors and all that stuff on your, your physical health. Happiness helps you combat, combat stress more effectively. Happy people have less aches and pains. It helps combat disease and disability. It can lengthen your lifespan by up to 10 years. You're less likely to, sick, get, to get sick. Happy people have more friends. Happy people are more successful. Being happy makes life easier. Happy people have more rich and meaningful conversations. Happy people smile more, which makes them perceived as being more generous, trustworthy, and extroverted. Happy people exercise more and eat better. Happy people are more productive, more creative, earn more money, are more satisfied with their jobs, are kinder, are more loved, are viewed as better, well-regarded leaders. Happy people are happy with themselves and what they have in life. And they engage in more positive parental behaviors, which influences how their children turn out in terms of their child's motivation, achievement, and peer relationships. And last but not least, <laughs> happiness is sexy and an attractive quality. I mean, who, who wouldn't want those benefits? I mean, come on, let's be real people. Everybody would want those benefits. So that's what's at stake here. That's what this podcast and part two and all of my other podcasts are about, by the way. Happiness, how to be happy when life is really hard. Because guess what? It's freaking easy to be happy when everything's going your way. You don't need help with that. No. I mean, if you need help being happy when everything's going your way, you've got some problems. All right, so the first topic I want to talk about as a foundation in this crash course in happiness is what I call generating your own happiness. So here's the way happiness occurs for most people, in my opinion. So for most people, they have their happiness collapsed with or tied to financial events, success, how much money they have in their bank, um, all kinds of, of things that don't really matter. So happiness, like when I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship, I'll be happy when I have X amount of money in the bank, I'll be happy when I get to this, that, or the next position in my career. I'll be happy when people like me. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I have children. I'll be happy when I have a better body. I'll be happy, 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 when, 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 if, then, if, then. That's simply how it is for most people because we're not having these happiness conversations. So for most people, their happiness is tied to something, something, someone, some, you know, whatever it is. And what I'm stating, asserting, and advocating is that you separate your happiness from your circumstances because you can learn how to be happy when you have no money 
or you're not in a relationship or things are not going your way and that's the kind of happiness you really want because that's the kind of happiness that is long-standing life-lasting and you know amazing so in the uncoupling of your happiness with your circumstances that's going to happen over time as you build the skills so for right now so i have a, i have a video and i have written about uh generating your own happiness and it's a process and the first part of that process is your recognition and your awareness that your happiness is tied to something it is tied to your circumstances or your finances or your relationships or whatever and to begin to uh, become awake and aware to that because that's then gives you the power to begin to change it because you don't want to have your happiness collapsed with your circumstances and that is how it is for almost everyone I mean not not for me but <laughs> this is where we're going so that's like a concept for you to understand and as you're listening to this hmm yeah I think that might be true for me yeah I'm certainly much happier when I have more money in the bank okay I'm not talking about you know if you have no money or you're dealing with poverty or you're you know having very significant life challenges I'm not talking about oh you're gonna to pretend to be happy about that I'm not talking about that because I, I'm a fan and I recommend you deal with your emotions but you can still have happiness here and there or on a large scale when you're dealing with significant problems all right the next thing in this crash course and happiness is what I call flipping the switch on your emotions and this is a technique that I use with everyone I coach I use it myself by the way I'm not I'm not doing podcasts recommending stuff I don't do I recommend stuff that I do the people I coach do and more importantly or as important, I'd say it's more importantly, the things that are research-based and therapy proven, because I'm a fan of science. So what is flipping the switch on your emotions? This is something you want to put into your daily life and you want to you want to learn how to do and do it often. So I What I mean by flipping the switch on your emotions is that you are going to take <clears throat> an intentional action designed to make you feel better or lift your spirits when you notice that you're not feeling so happy. Now this is an, uh, the subject of my uh, July 21st Newsweek.com article, which you can find on Newsweek.com under the Expert tab. And, uh, and the title is a simple way to elevate your mood and feel better and that article explains the whole concept of flipping the switch on your emotions so you can go there for more information but basically this is a stopgap measure this is not going to fix the problem it is not going to solve the problem this gives your brain a chance to be distracted it gives your your brain a chance to begin to start processing and managing your emotions 
and you're and and over time it rewires your brain for happiness or at least it puts you on that path because happiness can be very addictive like i'm i'm addicted to happiness and i'll own it why well because who wants to feel sad and blue and have, have all this pain and depression no that does not feel good happiness feels great and i already covered all the benefits so as you flip the switch on your emotions taking an intentional action you know like and i have I have all kinds of material to support this. This podcast is not about a deep dive into every technique and process. This is like the crash course, so you can you can find out more. This is extremely powerful, extremely helpful, and um, you want to put that into your life every time you notice that you're not happy or something bad happened or you're tanked. You want to get into action and take an action designed to help you feel better, which does mean, by the way, you have to know what are the things that make you happy and what are the things that boost your spirits. Next is integrity as a component of happiness. So integrity is defined as an adherence to moral or ethical principles, soundness of moral character, honesty, and it's also defined as the state of being whole, entire, or undiminished. You know, in real life, I call integrity keeping your promises, doing what you said you'd do, you know, being your word. And it's not, it's not rocket science history. The reason having high integrity is a component of happiness is because what happens when you don't keep your promises? What happens when you don't deliver on what you said you would? Well, number one, most people feel bad. Most people have a little bit of anxiety. They might have some shame. They might have some embarrassment. And they might, might ruminate over it. I mean, like, it doesn't go well when you don't keep your word and keep your promises. Now, I have a whole podcast on the magic of integrity and character. But I'm telling you that you, if you don't keep your promises and you don't do what you say or what you said you would do, you need to start doing that because you will feel happier. You're going to feel better about yourself. All right, so that's my piece on that. But I do want to quickly, without giving explanations, give you the high points on the benefits of integrity. So number one, it's going to make you more trustworthy. Well, that's going to help you with friends and all kinds of things. It will help you at work. Being trustworthy helps you everywhere. It will help you with reliability, it helps build connections, it builds relatedness, it builds relationships, it actually also builds courage, it builds self-esteem, it builds character, it definitely brings inner peace, and it adds love. So those are all things that contribute to happiness, so of course you want that. So my podcast on integrity and character will help you with that. Next up is emotional intelligence, the superpower of all superpowers. Now, emotional intelligence has not reached um, the level of familiarity in society where everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say emotional intelligence because I bump up against that on a regular basis. So you know what IQ is. That's how book smart you are. Emotional intelligence or emotional quotient, abbreviated EI or EQ, is how smart you are with your emotions. Now, 
and they use the terms, by the way, emotional intelligence and emotional quotient interchangeably. So this is one of the things you want to grow and develop because emotions are your superpower, but only if you know how to use them, uh, which is one of my next Newsweek articles that is going to be coming out. So there's five components of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-regulation, self-motivation, social awareness, and social skills. So those five components together, which are, you know, involved, there's a lot involved in those five topics, make up what we call emotional intelligence. Now I want to give you just some benefits because if you're not familiar with an emotion, emotional intelligence, and by the way, most people don't have high emotional intelligence. And some people who think they have high emotional intelligence are actually emotional reasoners. And I do cover that in other podcasts. Someone who says, oh, I'm really good with my emotions is probably or very likely or highly prop suspect that they might be an emotional reasoner. I'm not going to get into that now, but that is that is a cognitive distortion and not good. So buyer beware. All right, here's some benefits for having high emotional intelligence. And again, listen to this from, hmm, would I like that? Hmm, would that be helpful? And also, I think you'll be able to hear how it would contribute to happiness. It's helpful for depressing situations in that it provides a broader perspective for dealing with challenges and problems. Helps facilitate better and more rewarding relationships with people. It helps you deal with stress more efficiently. It helps reduce anxiety. It helps diffuse conflict. It allows you to empathize with others. It provides calmness and clarity of mind. Helps build resilience. Helps to build integrity. Helps you manage change better. Increases your confidence. Increases creativity. Helps performance and productivity. It's highly correlated from the research to top work performance, promotions, and higher pay. Makes for more effective leaders and managers. It links, according to the research, strongly to the concepts of love and spirituality and obviously happiness. So there's plenty of information on the internet, there are books, there's just, there's a, you know, burgeoning, you know, area on emotional intelligence as people begin to recognize, hey, this is like the thing to have. And I have several podcasts that are going to help you. Most notably, the place to start is my second podcast called Emotions as Your Superpower. All right. And it's a process. None of these things, by the way, are overnight. But you start and you begin. All right, the next thing I have on the list, which is self-awareness. So you've already heard me mention that self-awareness is a component of emotional intelligence. Well, you know, self-awareness is so important. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now is going to help you become more self-aware. So it's time to celebrate because I am I am a diehard fan of celebrating every little thing. <laughs> I really do because life is too hard. So self-awareness, by the way, is so important and it's deserving of its own podcast. So I'll have to put that on my list. But let's, let's suffice to say that 
becoming self-aware is powerful and it's helpful. It's like a must-have in life. And in particular, if you want to be happy. Next, I have on this list core values and beliefs. What, what and I mean by that is what guides you in life? What are your core values? What are your core beliefs? Well, this is not something that a lot of people have given a whole lot of thought to because you kind of, you're born and you grow up and you're picking up ideas and values and then you go to school and you just kind of move through life. And when is that moment when you sit down and say, hmm, what do I value? What are my core values? What do I believe? It's just not something that most people do. So the clearer you are about your core values and beliefs, it's extremely helpful. First of all, this falls under self-awareness, and this will help you with emotional intelligence. And so what do you believe? What would you fight for? What is worth fighting for? What is non-negotiable? What is de- what is a deal breaker? And and uh, you know I have I'm very clear about my core values and beliefs, and that and core values and beliefs, by the way, are the things that inform your decisions, your feelings, your thoughts, and your actions. And by the way, your boundaries. So if you're not sure what I mean about about boundaries. That's something to learn about. And I mean, I have very clear boundaries. And, and, it's, and it's helpful because, you know, somebody asked me, well, how did I feel about someone who was having an affair? And I'm like, well, that's not my business. But no, I wouldn't be friends with someone who does that because it's hurtful behavior. It's very hurtful to the party who doesn't know about it. And I don't associate with people who are mean or do hurtful things. Why would I do that? That's just, no, I I don't want to be friends with people who do that. And the people in my inner circle, they all know that. So it's helpful to be clear about your core values and beliefs because it will contribute to your happiness. It will inform your decisions and your your feelings and your and your actions and your boundaries. All right. So that's some of the critical pieces of happiness. That's just some because we're going to go into part two uh, another day. So what I have next for you is some suggestions for you to get on the road to happiness because it's a journey and you can take it. If you want to, are you going to allow yourself and are you willing to take the action? So number one, my first suggestion is that you engage in self-care and self-compassion. We live in a world where more people than not, are not they're not taking care of themselves. They're just not. And we can see that from the health problems. We can see that from the mental health problems. We can see that by walking around and seeing how unhappy people are. I mean, when my kids were little, of course, I was training them in happiness at a young age. But I mean, at a very young age, we'd we'd be in a big box store or some grocery store or somewhere. And I'd say, now look around and look at the people in the store. And they looked around the people in the store. I said, do, do they look happy? Do they look unhappy? And they were like, oh, no, they don't look very happy. So we, so self-care and self-compassion are going to help you. And I have a podcast on that. So self-care and self-compassion. Self-compassion, by the way, 
is amazing. That's a journey and a very worthwhile journey. I know I, I talk about that in my podcast, how I had, how I, what I had to go through to get there. But my next suggestion is start doing things that make you happy. Well, here's the rub. Most, I think without exception, every person I have ever coached, never did not, they did not know what made them happy. Because that's not what we sit around talking about, and it's not what we sit around thinking about. So when I start working with someone, I said, okay, let's generate a list of the things that make you happy. They kind of go, oh, I don't, I don't know. And have that be okay. Like have all of this be okay. And then start to figure out what is it that makes me happy. Like I know I love doing arts and crafts and I love playing with little kids and I love, you know, deep meaningful. Like I know what what makes me happy and I put that in my life. So you're going to start doing things in your life that makes you happy. And hint, 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 hint. I hope you're going to make your self-care and your self-compassion things that make you happy because you don't want to have drudgery in life. They're like, do not have life be drudgery. Like it's hard enough. You don't need to make it drudgery. And you could make self-care and self-compassion really things that make you happy. All right. The next thing I suggest is self-awareness. So start paying attention with a new level of consciousness to your thoughts, to what are you thinking, and even to what you're saying out loud, moment by moment. I mean, we are fairly unconscious in life and say things that are either very demeaning of ourselves or critical of ourselves. Like we we talk and we aren't aren't always paying attention. So I want you to start this journey to happiness with start like like today you woke up from a deep sleep and now today after listening to this podcast you're going to go oh did you just hear what I heard my I can't believe I just said that oh my gosh like like with a new awareness as if you had woken up from a deep sleep and what are the things that you're thinking what are the things you're saying because this helps you become self-aware and it will also help you on the journey to happiness Next, one of my favorite things, I recommend you start dreaming. Now, this is not something we do in society. People are not big dreamers by and large. No, they're not. And if you are a big dreamer, guess what? You're going to be criticized, judged, and condemned. And I have I have old podcast about thinking and dreaming big, and that'll be helpful. But like, start dreaming. Like, what would I don't know? It's not to be a big dream. What would your life look like? If you could have anything, like just start, you know, dabbling in the water, put your toe in the water. What would life be like? What would you really love? And start putting some time and attention to that because that is going to help you on the road to happiness. I mean, right? All right. Next, I suggest creating a team. Okay. I'm a diehard fan of teams. I'm a diehard fan of not doing life alone. I'm a diehard fan of getting a partner, a buddy, you know, somebody to do things with. And you're hopefully listening to this podcast. You're going to go, yes, 
I want happiness in my life. I want happiness to be the predominant feeling I feel in life. I'm going on the journey. So who are you going to take with you? So you're going to like create a team who is also going to be, you know, on the journey to happiness because it's going to make it more valuable and it will help you be more successful. So the next thing I recommend, <laughs> I know you guys think I'm so crazy. Okay. I'm a little bit out there, but it's all research and science-based. My next suggestion is make it fun and playful. Why? Life is so hard, people. Like, really, did we have to have a pandemic for you to know that life is so hard? No. Life has always been hard. So why not have things be fun and playful everywhere you can? And I, I do have a podcast on that, by the way, because I, I believe in making meetings fun. I believe in making everything pl fun and playful because you can be wildly productive efficiently productive and still have fun and still have it be playful. I mean, I think people have fun and play, you know, separate from productivity and efficiency and they don't have to be separate. So name, come up with a creative name for your team or your, you and your buddy. Like you could have the X team on the happiness odyssey, or you could have the dream team on the journey to happiness. Like you could just come up with a really cool name and you could have prizes for different milestones. You could create a party or an event. You could make a game out of the journey. Like seriously, I, I did a safety party for my stepkids years ago with prizes and candy. And, and uh, one of the kids' friends said like a decade later, they still thought about that safety party because it was so much fun. And they learned quite a bit. So make things fun. Make this journey fun because you're going to want to stay on the journey if it's fun. Don't be like, oh, I don't have any anger skills. Listen, I can tell you the year I learned I didn't have any anger skills. And I was like, woohoo, oh my gosh, how exciting is this? And I went on the journey to learn anger skills because, I mean, why not? So I already covered flipping the switch on your emotions. This is a suggestion for getting you on the road to happiness because what will happen when you do that? So you're going to take an intentional action every time you notice that your mood has tanked, you're not in a good mood, or when something bad happens or something happens to upset you. And it doesn't have to take long. As I as I cover in the Newsweek article or as I've, I've mentioned in a YouTube video, like this can be a very quick thing, but you will be taking advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain to rewire your brain for happiness. And, and by constantly or every time you notice, oh, I'm not in a good mood. Boom. Go take an intentional action. You are actually creating new neuronal neuronal pathways in your brain. And I am going to be doing a podcast on the neuroplasticity of the brain because it's so fascinating. And it's really important that you understand, A, I'm not making this stuff up. I don't make anything up. Okay. I might have made up the name, flip the switch on your emotions. I might have made that up. My friend who's a therapist thinks I made that name up. Okay, maybe I made that name up. But the science that I talk about, that's typically a hundred year old science or longer, like thousands of years. So 
the more you repeatedly flip the switch on your emotions, you're creating new neuronal pathways by you taking advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain, and this will help you on the road to happiness. Identify your core values and beliefs. Yes, you're going to have to write them down. You're going to have to spend a few minutes being introspective. I'd start a list on paper, on your computer, wherever, on your phone, whatever, whatever you use. And then, you know, over time, you're going to think, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. This is really important to me. I mean, like kindness and, and being loving to other people is one of my core values, which is why I can't tolerate being around people who are having affairs because that's really hurtful and mean to someone else. So no, I don't want that in my circle. I don't want that energy. I don't want any of that. And you can think, Oh, how righteous and judgmental I am. Yes, that's righteous and judgmental, but it goes against my core belief of being loving and kind to other people and affairs will never be that. So having your core values and beliefs, clearly articulated or clearly delineated on paper or computer is very helpful and it fuels and serves your self-awareness which we've already covered next pay attention to your character and integrity these are muscles to grow and build um, i already mentioned i have a podcast that will help you but you want to start to pay attention oh i said I would do XYZ and I haven't done it you know so get in touch with whoever you promised that to and, and either say you're not going to do it or obviously it's clear you didn't do it but apologize and either make a new promise if you're going to do it or say I'm sorry I, I shouldn't have promised that or whatnot all right so pay attention start really paying attention I mean I'm so I mean integrity and character I'm so clear about this that years ago I was volunteering for the Knights of Columbus to help them with dinners back when they had them and uh, the one guy in charge George said I said um you know, do you want me to follow up with you to make sure like I'm coming? He said, no. He said, I know you. And when you tell me you're coming and you've got it written down, I don't ever have to worry about you showing up. You will show up. And if there's a problem, you will let me know. No, you don't need to, you don't need to follow up with me. I, you're, you're good. So you want to have integrity be like that where people know, like they know if you said you're going to show up, you are going to show up. If you said you're going to do it, you are going to do it. So pay attention. Start paying attention. This is all part of self-awareness. Next, really start to uh, recognize that you can generate your own happiness by starting to become awake and aware to what your happiness is tied to. So notice when you're feeling not happy. Notice what may, what was the thing that had you go from being happy to unhappy or normal or your status quo. I mean, let's face it. There are some people who have what they call low affect. They're just like kind of monotone, not too energetic. Their energy is always kind of like the same. And then you have people who are more responsive so they're more excitable or they're more expressive about their feelings but as a person on this road to happiness you want to start to notice what makes you unhappy and what things you know trigger you feeling blue or sad or upset or whatever because this is going to help you build the skills for generating your own happiness because you're going to start to notice 
circumstances, events, people, things, statements, etc. And then you can begin to separate that out. And next, emotions are your superpower. Oh my gosh, I, I can't actually wait for my next Newsweek article to come out because I actually really like it. I, hope, I mean, I hope they publish it. It's, it's under editing right now. And it's really about emotions as a superpower because they are. They really are, but we don't we don't act like that. We don't talk about that. And it's the thing to learn and grow. Next, I so so far I've covered what I consider very serious foundations for happiness. Can you be happy if you have no integrity? Well, you can. There's clearly people who are probably happy without integrity. But if they have any conscience or they're a moral person or they have any character, they're probably going to have some negative impact to not having, to not being a person of integrity. Now, if they're a psychopath or a sociopath, no, they're not going to have, probably not going to have integrity and they're not even going to care they don't have integrity because they're not mentally well anyway. But all of these things together are the places to start to get on the road to happiness. And my last suggestion for this part one of the crash course in happiness is that you start acting like today matters. That you start acting like you could actually take control of your life and how your life goes because you can. And I do understand in saying that, that some of you listening to this podcast have a lot of problems or you have financial problems or you're a caregiver or you have a special needs child or a special needs adult or you're caring for an aging parent. I know all about all of those things. Trust me. I know all about all of those things and you can still have more control over your life than you think you have if you have those circumstances. So I'm asking you today to start acting like today matters. I'm asking you to start taking intentional actions when you're not happy. I'm starting, I'm asking you to, to start going after having a really amazing life because you can even when life is extremely difficult or painful, you can. My takeaways for today are you can have happiness in your life even if you have very, very difficult circumstances. And by the way, I have talked about some of mine in previous podcasts, but some of it would be dangerous to talk about. Some of it would really be problematic. So I can say what I can say, and, and I'm just telling you that you can learn how to be happy even when life is bitterly painful and hard. Number two, you can learn new habits, skills, attitudes, and beliefs to make your life beautiful every day, even if you've got something painful going on. You can still have happiness. And lastly, happiness is not just for other people. I mean, happiness is for you unless you decide you're not going to allow it or unless you decide you're not willing to do what it takes. So my call to action, it's time to start getting in action because you want to be happy. And it's time to realize that you want to take some great people with you, create a team, make it fun, come up with a cool name, have some parties and pro I mean, oh my gosh, you could have so much fun with this. I mean, when I had the safety party for my stepkids, oh my God, it was a ball. 
it was a literal ball. And we were covering very serious things about safety. Someone, you know, had a gun and abducted you. Like, you know, we covered real meaningful stuff, but it was, you know, it was enjoyable. So get a group together and make it fun. And lastly, share this podcast on social media with your friends and family by email or whatever means because you want the people in your life to be happy and you want the people in your life to learn skills and abilities that will last them a lifetime. Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 49, Crash Course in Happiness, part one. I certainly hope you're going to subscribe to my podcast so you get part two on the Crash Course in Happiness coming up soon. And I certainly hope you're going to start taking actions to be happy because you can. You can also visit my website at www lisaalundy.com to enter my giveaway check out what's on there i love you i hope you're doing well hang in there for now